brother's soul is mine. You will be next. Choose your destiny. Flawless victory. Choose your destiny. Flawless victory. Are you feeling it? Woo! Are you feeling it? I feel like I could do some CrossFit right now. If this was back in the 90s, if the CrossFit was hot in the 90s, would this be the CrossFit theme song? Yeah, especially with the guy that's doing the It's like, that guy's, that guy's hot right now. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Who is more committed to their role? The guy, Johnny Tsunami's uncle or grandfather, the guy who plays Shang Tsung, or Terry Silver? Oh, man, see, you have a, you have a dual role for all dual roles there. Um, I'm going Shang Tsung <laughs> because he really believed he was stealing the souls. Like I really think he was feeding off the souls. Like you know how the, yeah the catering at the craft services. Yeah. like he was eating souls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he has the power. Yeah, of it was the like souls. the solos. Like he was eating the cereal. <laughs> Welcome back to the Last Row Podcast. As always, I am Drew, joined by my very good friend Badway. Hello. And uh, we want to welcome all new listeners. For those that don't know, this is the podcast where we watch movies that might not have been loved by the critics, find their silver linings, and fill in the blanks that the movie writers might have left out. Let me tell you how you can get in touch with us. Visit our website at thelastrowpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at thelastrowpod. Facebook.com slash thelastrowpod. Hit us up on Google+. And if you haven't done so already, want to thank everyone that's done so. Please head out to iTunes. If you're enjoying the show, hit us a five-star review. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And without further ado... Would you call our show a flawless victory? <laughs> I need a soundboard right now so I can hit the button. Anyway. Pew, 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 pew. Mortal Kombat. 1995. Rotten Tomato, 33%. IMDb, 5.8. Directed by Paul W.S. Don't call me Wes. Anderson. Not to be confused with Paul Thomas Anderson, what Boogie if, Nights fame. What if this was a movie made by that person? It was both of them. It was a collaboration, and they like created a pen name. They're just like, oh, we'll just go by Paul Anderson. His, his pseudonym? Yeah, pseudonym. His, his P-swidonym? Yeah. yeah. What is it? Uh, Shell Silverstein? Shell Silverstein. His, it was his Shell yeah. Silverstein. Yeah. It was his Where the Sidewalk Ends. His R.L. Stein, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> oh, man. It's and been a while. Mortal Kombat. Lord Raiden handpicks three martial artists, federal agent Sonya Blade, Shaolin monk Liu Kang, and action movie sensation Johnny Cage, and mentors them. After intense training, did he really train them? No, he no, just he basically really told them what told to them do. Told them what to do. That was yeah. it. Yeah, you gotta go here and fight this guy. Yeah. Raiden transports the trio to Outworld, the site of an interdimensional fighting tournament there. The three humans must defeat the demonic warriors of the evil Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung or Shang Shang Tsung? Let me tell you what Google showed. When I Googled the synopsis, as always, there yeah. was so many misspellings of yeah. all the character names, it led me to believe that whoever wrote this description did not wa- <laughs> did not watch this movie. Yeah. I, I think it's a very like uh, controversial thing. Is it Sung or, or Sung? I say Sung, but I'm a white guy I think from it's America. <laughs> we'll have to get a ruling from our Japanese listeners. Yeah. Or allow Sung to take over the Earth. The Earth. The Earth. Beep, beep, beep. Let me just let me just straight up ask you because yes. I know that when I had to watch this, I own this movie. I don't don't yeah. ask me why or how, but uh, I bought no this. Shame, no shame in your game. I bought this a long time ago, and I was searching all over for the DVD in my house. I wound up having to rent it online because I couldn't find it. Yeah. But what was free out there right now on HBO Go uh-huh. is the second movie. Oh, they got Annihilation. It. It's all rotation. Now let the me tell you, all rotation. I know in my head when I was younger. Obviously, you're a kid, right? So you, when you see these movies, we, I was in like, what, fifth or sixth grade when this came out, Probably, 95. 95. So I'm watching this movie. You go to the theater. You're so jacked up. You're yeah. like, oh, man, I can't wait. I love Mortal Kombat. I'm playing the video game. I see I all the characters. Can't wait to see them on the on the big screen. You know? And then, like, the first one was, was good, right? As a yeah. kid, you loved it. Right. The second one came out, I think, not that long after. And I have fonder memories of the second one because... It was kind of, it's bigger. It's yeah. better. There's more characters. More fights. It's more fights. Yeah. They just took it up a notch. Let me tell you, yeah. having recently rewatched Annihilation, yes. I, I don't have a hard time watching many movies. Yeah. That movie is bad. Hard to get through, huh? It is bad. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not good. Yeah. 
and as, as a movie that got thirty three percent, the first one here that we that we're actually doing, rewatching it, not so bad. Yeah, it was pretty enjoyable. And was, it, yeah, of course it was bad acting. Of course, and, and the effects were really kind of. 95-ish. Yeah. Towards 95 trending towards the 80s more than the, more than the 2000s. <laughs> trending downwards. Yeah. So, but still, it was still enjoyable. But yeah, I agree with you. Annihilation, almost unwatchable. We like to redeem movies here. Irredeemable. It's it's borderline. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We should start maybe compiling a list of movies that we just can't do on yeah. the show. And I, I That's don't... It's not good. I mean, it has Hugo Posh in it as Raiden. <laughs> if anyone's watched Girl Next Door, that is Raiden. Much worse than Christopher Lambert, yes. who, let me say, was not very good in this movie. But anyway, so you mentioned the, the effects. So you said they were trending downwards. Yes. What did you think of the effects in this movie? Like, were they good? Like, when did uh, Terminator 2 came out in, what, 92? 92. So Terminator 2 See, is the pinnacle of 90s special effects to me and yeah. graphics and CGI. Where, right. where do you place well, this Well, I feel like everybody says Terminator 2 when they're pointing to graphics. Well, with Ter- what Terminator 2 was doing in 92 versus X movie or Y movie, that's like the outlier. That is like, I don't know how they did that. Yeah. Like, I don't know how James Cameron did that because it still looks good today. If you look at any other 90s movie special effects, this one included, it's pretty shitty. Pretty I mean, crappy. The thing that I noticed about this one was Goro looked like a Goomba from yes. Met, uh, not uh, what's it called Mar- Super Mario yeah. Brothers right. the movie. See, it's so weird. Yeah, but uh, what I liked about Goro was he was like an animatronic Muppet, if you will. So <laughs> did Jim Henson get yeah, on that? Which you didn't really see in the '90s. That kind of went by the wayside. T- movies tended to go towards crappy CG versus let's use a real Muppet. <laughs> and I liked. I, I read like uh, the uh, oral history of Mortal Kombat. Oh, and, like, yeah. it, like, there was the uh, the anniversary was was this year. It was the twentieth anniversary. And they were talking about it. And they were talking about how Goro like never worked. Like it was always <laughs> malfunctioning. Like it was. It was like it was like the most expensive like mistake of their lives. Like not that not that it was a mistake to use him because yeah. if they used a CG Goro with that big of a character, it would have been horrible. Like beyond repair. Yeah. But. I like that they they would say that oh man Goro's being a real diva today he's being a real jerk because <laughs> it's like a yeah. like a machine he's not coming out of his trailer because like it would never work properly and like the the scenes that they shot they like thank the grace of God that they got what they got out of it because it was never worked the way they wanted it to dude do you think that somewhere on the internet maybe the golden closet has it but the outtakes of Goro screwing up oh, yeah. like you know why didn't they put a gag reel of Goro messing up like I yeah. don't know why it's funny to think of an inanimate object or a machine yeah. just malfunctioning it's like when you watch those machines like the uh, the guys that run like the, the walkers walking like they, machines, they make walking robots and they, and they like, just fall over. fall over they tip over yeah like hilarious having, those, I don't know why it's so funny now I'm not in the animatrix and I, the, the machines are not going to come after me but yeah. I just think that that is so freaking funny yeah like all that stuff is funny I would love to see a gag reel maybe it exists on YouTube I didn't really search it until you thought of it like I remember like uh, like the Chucky movies like if you yeah. look, if you go on YouTube, you can see like a couple of outtakes of like the guy controlling Chucky like doing funny shit, and it's it's fun. It's, it's hilarious to watch robots malfunction. So in this movie, Goro looked like a guy wearing like the, a top half of a guy. Yeah, you yes. know, I didn't think about that until you told me before we started recording. Like that's actually really good. Like it would be funny if that were the case. And all he did, he had like two moves. He, yeah. His face got like angry and then he would push both arms into the air. Like you yeah. can't see what I'm doing right now, but I'm like he would just raise both arms and go both ah. sets of arms. Yeah, both yeah. sets. Yeah. So yeah. is it like is it the top half is reacting to the bottom yeah. half like the I, guy in there putting his arms up? I like to think that the 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 mutant second set of arms on Goro they have no control, so they basically do whatever your other fist is doing. So if you throw a right hand cross, the second fist is also throwing a right hand cross. Like you can't do a cross and uppercut combo. Yeah, he's doing both. Yeah, you like the one arm only does what it mirrors the other arm. He's completely dependent. Yeah, he's yeah. That's basically useless appendage. That's only, what, only useful for picking people up and bashing them, <laughs> as he does in the video yes, game too, yeah. which is like yeah. the the ultimate glitch bitch. Yeah. And while we were preparing for this episode, I remember we we just watched a whole bunch of like '90s TV commercials and all this stuff, you know, on YouTube, which is incredible for whoever took the VHS tapes of all those commercials and put a super <laughs> cut together. You know, I just want to say thank you because I had an enjoyable Saturday night watching all of that so, stuff. So would you say them wasting hours of their lives helped us waste minutes of ours? Yes. yes. And we thank you. For that, we say thank you. Yeah. But to that point, we were watching Mortal Kombat 2 highlights, not the movie, the game. Yeah. And 
I just remember Kintaro, man. There was a point where he was glitch bitching the guy. He did yeah. four or five throws in a row. The guy was stuck <laughs> yeah. against the corner of the yeah. map, and there was nothing he could do. Oh, That's the so computer cheap. was notorious, especially those bosses in the Mortal Kombat games for glitch bitching. Oh, my God. So, one last thing before we jump into it uh, the music that you so graciously heard in the beginning <laughs> that got us amped up. Was that song written for the movie, the game? I never knew this because I just thought that it was something that like aerobics instructors loved, like yeah. Ty Bo. They played it in, <laughs> yeah. you know, Billy Blanks was like, that was his theme song back in the 90s when they're doing kickboxing and Ty Bo. In elementary school, we used to do like uh, like a workout regimen for our warm-up. Like, yeah. Like a 10-minute, we watched we watched a video in front of the class and we would go along to it. And like, that's the type of music that Did they have that playing. song? Did it they was have a, that wasn't that exact song, but it was that same type of song. But no. The music was it was actually written. It was uh I think I think the band we looked it up it was called the Immortals. Oh yeah yeah. And uh, they wrote the entire album for Mortal Kombat, which actually reached heights that nobody thought existed. Like it was a top ten Billboard album, the only top ten uh, techno Billboard album album of like the nineties and beyond. Didn't and they, s- they wrote it for they wrote the Mortal Kombat song for Mortal Kombat. It wasn't just an yeah. adaptation. Well, didn't you say also you know to the, one last point about the music, but. They wanted to do like a metal score. Yes. And the guy, like, I don't know who said they wouldn't do it. Yeah, the director, I think it was the director. He was like, no, it doesn't work because the techno music, it lends more towards the fighting. It's kind of like dance music. Yeah. The fighting is kind of like a dance choreography, which it actually is if you're shooting the movie. And I think it really, it helped the movie be more watchable today because if it was if it was cheesy guitar wails like, and guitar licks, it'd be like, oh, come on now. It's, it's, it's like the saxophone and lethal, lethal weapon. Yeah, like saxophones. Yeah, it, it would be too much. Like the techno is kind of has its own like kitschy kind of feel to it. I feel. I just like that the song itself was called Techno Syndrome, or not colon. I'm sorry. Yeah. Parentheses, parentheses. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Like, is that better or worse than a I don't colon? know. I think I'd rather have the colon. So let's get into the movie, and I'm gonna set up this the premise of the movie for you, right? So there's this tournament that's gone on for. For thousands of years, we don't even know how long. It's been a Eons. long time. Eons, Eons. is the, <laughs> the perfect word. And basically, the emperor Shao Kahn, which I guess you don't know his name, Shao Kahn at that time, yeah. needs to win ten Mortal Kombat's in a row before yes. he can take over your world. Uh-huh. And previously, he did the same with Princess Katana's land, Outworld. Yes. So other lands and other planets. Yes, other, not even planets, dimensions. The dimensions, yeah, dimensions are taken over. Yeah. So. The movie picks up where they've won nine in a row. Yes. And they're going for their 10th victory, and they're trying to take over Earth. It's kind of an arbitrary number, isn't it? It's weird. Like, why does it have why to be 10? Why does it have to be 10 in a row? Who, like, who made that rule? It's like, yeah, like, I think eight maybe would be better, or yeah. even like five. Like, 10's ten pretty... in a row. But 10's pretty much... 10's domination. Yeah, I guess like, it's... If I played you in Mortal Kombat, the, the video game... And I beat you 10 straight times, like, we'd probably stop playing, right? Yeah. It's like, it's domination. It's over. I guess maybe that's what it is. Yeah. And so they're trying to do this with the Earth. But I guess I don't I don't really get it. Like, are they doing this in multiple places at one time? Like, is there multiple Mortal Kombat's going on? Or are they like, you know what? Yeah. Now we're going to put our focus on Earth. You got to focus on the Earth. You don't have the resources to, like, spread yourself out <laughs> to other dimensions. Like, there's only one Sub-Zero. There's <laughs> only one Scorpion fighting for you. The, in Mortal Kombat 1, but if, in Mortal Kombat 3, there was two oh, Sub-Zeros. Oh, there's the brother, but the you know? one's good and one's evil. So is, is, yeah. you don't have two evil Sub-Zeros. That'd be crazy. Yeah, and like, so. or you got to have the one, he wears, like, a slightly lighter blue. Or yeah. like a slightly dark, like in uh, what is it? If you pick the same character, yeah, twice. like in Street Fighter, they like yeah. Ryu wears the different color, yeah. like than or, when you're white or gray Blanca, yeah, like it's gray Blanca versus <laughs> green or blue. I I forget. So they they try to get all these people, and I guess there's a bunch of questions that I just have about this that I'm pondering, and I don't know if you can help me with this, but like, how does one get invited? To Mortal Kombat. Like, yes. who chooses you? Well, I feel like, first of all, you got the evil guys that fight for Outworld. Is it Outworld, right? Outworld, yeah. yeah. So those guys are like, I guess they're hand-picked and crafted, and you got to have a move. Like, so you have the fire, you have uh, the spear yeah. for Scorpion, you got the ice for Sub-Zero. You got to have a move. Goro's got four hands. Yeah. It's like, you got to have something. You got acid yeah. if you're a reptile. So one would ask themselves, when you have the good guys that have to fight for Earth, why not just pick weaklings? Yeah. Why not pick you or I? Right? To try to, like, rig the match. It, it was never really clear, and I even had to look it up, and even still it wasn't totally clear. Does Raiden handpick the fighters? Because he's kind of like the ref. Yeah. Well, he's the representative of Earth. Yes. He doesn't fight, but he's the representative. So I, maybe he picks them. Raiden handpicks the fighters, and it's Shang Tsung's responsibility to get them to fight. Like, what, I, what I don't get is, like, Raiden, in. he's just kind of lurking. And yeah. he doesn't really tell them anything. Like, if you have to win this tournament and you're down 
like nine to nothing. Yeah. You're you're losing like right. one more yeah. and it's over. Like I don't get what he's thinking. Like he just kind of lurks. He doesn't tell him like, hey, you might want to start training for this thing. Right, yeah. You know, the fate of the world is in your hands. And he basically his best advice is, oh, you'll win if you believe it. Like, I feel like, like come on. Yeah. He should really be pulling out all the stops to like right. get the best people. Like he should build Belichick these people. Yeah. You know? Like he should really get the grills. But it's funny because I guess the fact of Shang Tsung having to like talk to people or like trick people into going. Yeah. Because really, if you think about it, if Raiden were to come down, like if Raiden were to go to Mike Tyson and say, hey, you know, Iron Mike, this is the 80s, the greatest fighter of going right now. I'm the God of Thunder. I need you to fight in this tournament in, in another dimension in order to save mankind. Do you think Mike Tyson's going to go? No, but what no. if he did what he did with Johnny Cage where or Shang Tsung shows up as like some famous movie director? Exactly. And he's like, yo, uh, you everybody thinks you're a phony. You're a phony. Yeah. You suck. You need Shang Tsung's tricks. And that's why Shang Tsung is the one to lure the good guys in to fight. But I don't get it because if Shang Tsung wants to win this tournament, why doesn't Shang Tsung like... Like he has to do his job, okay? He has got he's got to put the invitation out there. Yeah. Why isn't he like, yeah? There's this tournament. It's not really that good. Like, <laughs> I don't think it'll prove anything because yeah. if they disagree and they don't fight, yeah. he's like, Sorry. ain't my problem, man. Yeah. We he, invited him. He goes to Raid and say, hey, man, I tried. They didn't want to yeah. go. He got the party invite, yeah. but you know what? Billy from down the street, no, he's he's gonna fight. No, I think if Raiden picks him, it has to be. It has to. It be has them. to be that way. Like they so can't they have will. it. He will do it because it has to be. There has to be a fight. They, but they all get on this boat. Basically, they they wind up getting on this like creepy looking boat with yeah. like a serpent head. It looks how like do a you Viking boat, boat to another dimension? That's that's what I was saying. Like <laughs> they, like how do you? And what are the accommodations like on this island? Like is this an all inclusive? Yeah. Like they're sitting at dinner in this like dining hall, like Game yeah. of Thrones style, like eating chicken legs and turkey legs and all this. But stuff. But they don't get to eat. No, but like the people were like all the 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 goons with the, the goons, yeah, like the ski bass or the yeah. what are the baklava, the red, the red baklava bass. Yeah, they yeah. have the ski mask on. How how does one boat to another dimension? That's what I don't understand. Like, did they go through some smoke? Is it's it like, like the a, Bermuda Triangle. You yeah, just, you just get there. They know where to go. There's yeah. some coordinates on the map. It's like you pass this invisible like line, and all of a sudden you're not in Earth anymore. I, I kind of like the 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 tricks that that Shang Tsung had to pull to try to get these people. So for Johnny Cage, he pretends to be his old like master yeah. and they show the, the he's reading the paper and yeah. I have a picture of it. I'll put it on the thing where he's like reading the paper. It says Johnny Cage is a fraud. And it's like, he's doing this really funny, like and tiger it's like, stance. It's everything that Johnny Cage is self-conscious about. It's yeah. Perfect. Who, by the way, Johnny Cage, I know this guy is like an actor now, but he just, he looked like somebody to me and yeah. I couldn't put my hands on it, but he looked like, the love child of Jimmy Khan, James Khan, the little guy, Squeak Squeak's, from Basketball. Squeak Scolari. Yeah, and Eric Murphy from Entourage. Like, <laughs> he has Eric Murphy's hair and kind of body type. He has James Khan's mannerisms. Yeah. And he has Squeak's, like, head. Yeah. And he's short. And they all have chip on their shoulders, so it leads perfectly to the guy's appearance. I thought he looked like the dude from... This is a very obscure movie with with Zach Morris <laughs> called a called a Dead, Dead Man on Campus. campus. Yeah. Yes, he's he's the 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 crazy roommate that they try to get to kill himself. Yeah, he's that guy, and he's also the guy who's also in a um, scary movie one. Yeah, among many other TV shows, he's crappy TV shows. That guy from that thing. Yeah, but Dead Man on Campus, I love that movie. It's so such a bad movie, but I loved it. That's what he looks like to me. So what'd you think of Kano and Sonya Blade? Like there was an interesting kind of lore between that. Did they have a thing? You know, I think maybe past. maybe they hooked up. Yeah. And it was kind of like they were in the wrong place at the wrong time and she she like angrily hooked up with them. Maybe they were like both captured for separate things. They were like, yeah. like they were in a jail cell in another land, right? And they hooked up out of necessity. Like, yeah, because like they thought they were going to die last night. Kato's like a smooth talker and she's <laughs> like or maybe she 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 did him. You know? Yeah. She like she dominated like, I him. will dominate you. Yes. That's like, how it goes down. Get out of here. Yeah. She's got the leg move. But he, so Shang Tsung basically tricks him into luring her on the boat. Well, I think he like promises him like riches and gold and yeah. women and stuff like that. So it's like, it's easy for him. He doesn't really trick him. He's like, Kato's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Like if somebody promises you riches, yeah. I think that's definitely like a yeah. surefire way to get like Kato's. Kato's like a classic like movie villain guy. Like he's all, he's down for riches. So. And Sonya Blade's going through this like club raid. She's in like a, like a club, like the matrix, like yeah. with a shotgun with the biggest flashlight I ever seen <laughs> on it. It's like a mag light. Yeah. Like she's just shooting people she, up. It's like a first person shooter. I don't get it. Yeah. And she's wearing that hat that nobody ever wore. 
and when they're doing tactical <laughs> yeah. operations. She's wearing like the trucker baseball cap. Yeah. It says like LAPD or whatever yeah. it says, FBI. With with like a little earpiece thing yeah. that looks like a McDonald's headset yeah. from the drive-thru. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of uh, like the NFL hat that Tony Romo wears. It is it is pre it is pre-game introduction. Yeah. Like nobody has that hat. The NFL yeah. hat. She's she has the police hat. Yeah, she's it's, a fan of it says police. I am it. a fan of the police. Fan of the police. So then <laughs> Liu Kang, which I just can't help but calling him like I know Liu Kang it's spelled L I U. Yeah. But I like I I want to call him Lou, like like Lou, like my friend down the street Lou. It sounds the same. Like Liu Kang. What about Luke? Luke 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 Ang. Luke Ang. <laughs> Luke Ang. But Louis Kang. Louis Kang. Like so Louis is you know, basically sleeping in his, you know, studio apartment with his, a bike on his the dojo. wall. His <laughs> dojo. He's in his dojo, and he wakes up from a nightmare that you heard at the beginning of the show. Yes. Your brother's soul is mine. Your brother's soul is mine. And yes. his brother, one of the worst actors in this movie, so bad, <laughs> he dies, and he has his dream. And we had an interesting conversation before when we were watching it. You said, yeah. was that real? Did it really happen that way, or is he dreaming about Did, it? Like, one way or another, Luke Hag's brother had been killed by Shang Tsung. Like, he got his neck broken, back broken, all kinds of broken stuffs. So, the scene we see in the very first shot of the movie, the first two minutes. Yeah. Was that what really happened? Or is that how his dream interpreted? Or did Shang Tsung Freddy Krueger Liu Kang and actually go into his dreams and create the worst possible nightmare scenario? I'm going with Freddy Krueger. I think he got into his dream. Yeah. And, like, created it so he could see it to yes. lure him to the, the lore. Fight. That's his lore. It's but that's an interesting way to lure somebody. Like, yeah. he basically tricked other people, like, hey, here's a tournament. You got to fight and prove yeah. you're the best. But here's a guy that you've been chasing. And yeah. now he's, like, kills his brother. Right. I don't, but I don't think that's how that fight went down. Because I feel like, why would they be there alone fighting together in, like, in a, in a windy castle? They were, like, on the top of the temple of light yeah. that they were at. It's just so weird. Yeah. So it did. I don't think it went down that way. I just think that's, like, that's like a dramatic interpretation. Like, if it were on, like, uh, Unsolved Mysteries. You know, and they like they did a reenactment of it. That's, yeah, that's the reenactment <laughs> of that fight. <laughs> that guy, yeah. the guy in the trench coat, is yeah. up there, like right. Yeah, <laughs> back in the past. <laughs> no, no I, but uh, also before we move on from that, what about the telegram that Luke had got? Oh my god, I took a picture of that too. It was like, <laughs> brother's dead, come home, grandfather. So he wakes up and he and he looks. Why does he look to his mail right away? Like like how did he get his like? I mean, he had it the whole time. Yeah. He gets up and checks his mail. Yeah. Maybe he was suspecting that his brother died. Maybe, oh, you know what? Duh. He saw it already. Yeah. He saw that his brother's dead. Then he dreamed about how he died. And then he looks at it Because he knew again. the next day he was going to his... That's easy. Duh. And then he looks at it again. And he's like, brother's dead. Yes. Grandfather, come home. It's like... <laughs> Is that the original Twitter? Like, I, don't, yeah. I never sent a telegram before. But if you're sending a telegram, do you have a 160 character limit? Yeah. You got to pay by the letter. Yeah, is so, that what it is? Yeah. I mean, I never sent one. Western I don't Union's know. I'm, like just, I'm assuming you got to pay by the letter. So it, the guy, like he he for he forwent all punctuation and <laughs> there's know, a couple transition periods, words. No, no, no yeah. unnecessary no terminology. If, no ifs, ands, or those. Yeah. yeah. One last question about this: Was it irresponsible of the Templars of Light or whoever those like the monks? You know, the monks like yes. Luke Kang's family, Lewis, yes. Lewis's family, Luke, Luke's family. Yeah. Was it? Was it irresponsible of them to let the younger brother fight? Like, what is the betting line on that? Like, if they're in Bloodsport hey, in the Kumite, like, everyone's putting money on Shang Tsung. If this movie were a half hour longer, we would have seen that process probably, right? Right. You know punk younger brothers in movies that think they're tough. He, he probably just too. ran off. He just ran off and did it. He's like, oh, yeah, Luke, uh, Shang Tsung's trying to end the world. I'll show him. I'm tough. Yeah. And he gets his neck broken. Or what if... What? Yeah, he like... Dude, he stomped on his back so yeah. hard. If that's what really happened. I believe that it was. Yeah. In my head, in my dreams of dreams, that's yes. what happened to him. <laughs> because he was so yeah. dumb that he tried to go fight him. I I think that, you know, there, there's no way that, that he got approval to go. He just went. Unless the monks were like trying to get Liu Kang to go because they knew he was the only one. So they sacrificed Sacrifice. his brother. Ooh. It's like... The only way that we're going to get him to go is if this whiny kid yeah. dies. Because hey, if he doesn't die, it, it, yeah, the, the whole world dies. The whole world dies. Sacrifice one that's, for many. That's 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 a lot of foresight deep, on their man. part. You but I, I think that's what they did. That's probably... I, I like that. The monks are deep like that. So anyway, getting back to the betting lines. Um, so Luke Hag's brother... Do we know his number? His, his name? I they say it's it. Chan or Chen, I think. Yeah, yeah, that you're so racist. Of I, no, I think it was. I really think it was. <laughs> okay. I'll have to look it up. Uh, no. He's a he's Chang? a so Sung is a prohibitive minus five thousand favorite, and that's even generous. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, the, the, I would go. I would go side bet because you can't bet on this. I would go yeah. side bet. I would go over under four and a half broken bones in this fight. Like you don't have enough money yeah. to put on right. it to win anything. You'd have, you'd you'd have to so bet much. like ten thousand dollars to win a hundred. Yeah. basically, it's such a yeah. landslide. I would go. What do you say over under four and a half broken bones in this fight? I'm saying over definitely because over four and a half broken bones. How many bones are in the human body? I don't even know this, but there's a lot. Yeah, I'm not talking about cracking hands. All right, maybe if we're going hands, because he did like didn't he like twist his wrist he five times? His arm up yeah. too. All right, so I'm gonna go fourteen because we're talking about all the bones in the hand. We're talking about the bones in the feet. A couple of do each vertebrae break out i guess yeah i mean individually yes all right i'm gonna go 14 and a half over under 14 and a half bones. i'm going over Still i think going over i think he's going to be in like you know if he were to somehow survive this match yeah he'd be in the hospital in the full body yeah. cast you know with his leg <laughs> yeah. up and then the guy would come in and give him jello and hit the yeah. thing and he'd be like <laughs> it'd be all like a yeah. Yeah. yeah his legs would be so all yeah, cut you up. got nose you got multiple ribs you got hands you got vertebrae you got he's probably gonna kick shang sung and break his foot because that's how ab ripped Shang Tsung yeah. is, and he's got that sweet coat on. Like yeah. he, he just looks like he's unbeatable. Shang Tsung looks like the type of guy that ha- wears like a steel plated cod piece too. Yeah, like, he does underneath. So you try to kick him in the balls as last as effort, then you break your toes. <laughs> and there's nothing you can yeah. do about it. So yeah. nothing. So bottom line, no chance, no bet, no action. Can't bet on it. So before we get into the characters, and and we'll go through it pretty quickly. I want to just take a step back and ask you. Like, where does this rank as a video game movie to you? Like, does it hold up? I know it, it definitely is enjoyable to watch, but in terms of other movies that are out there, I mean, at this time period, we had Street Fighter with yes. Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh-huh. and, you know, other movies like Tomb Raider, Later, On, yeah. Resident Evil, House of the Dead, all that. Like, Doom. what are your... Yeah, Doom. Like, I think we had an interesting conversation about this yesterday. Like, where does this rank for you? It's up there. It really is. Like, as... If you watch it, obviously it's not that great, but at least it holds your attention. If you go back and you watch Street Fighter now, you're watching it only for the the, the, camp, the campiness of it and for the speech and for Van Damme. And Van Damme, see, they had Van Damme. This movie yeah. doesn't have a Van Damme, right? Right. But even with Van Damme, the movie's like it's bad. Like I know you said you you kind of enjoy it on some level. Yeah, on some level I do. But like I I did not have any urge to turn off Mortal Kombat when I was watching it for yeah. this thing. If I had to watch Street Fighter, I feel like I'd suffer through it. Like I feel like I, I watched it not too long ago, like a couple scenes, and I just couldn't get through it because it that was more than this movie. That was more. Oh, let's throw Blanca in there. Let's yeah. throw Vega. Like let's throw everyone in there, like just for the hell of it. And it's not done entertainingly. Is that a yeah? Word? And I think maybe the point of this one versus Street Fighter is they did they did it right in that they said, all right, yeah, we're gonna throw a bunch of characters in here, and maybe they wasted some, like you know Sub Zero and Scorpion and yeah. all that. But they focused it on the tournament, yes. not like, and maybe that's the the, I guess the prowess or the the positivity and you know the the good thing about having Mortal Kombat, the backstory and the lore, yeah. because Street Fighter, and I'm not as familiar with the lore of Street Fighter, but there's no tournament that they have to win ten times in a row to save the world, right, or save the the Earth realm. Whereas Street Fighter was kind of like, all right, here's the military, and they created this thing where yeah. you know Raul Julia's trying to take over the world and they have military and they're like they're going to the UN and they're going around the UN yeah. it was a little bit too more like they had, they had to make more of a real movie in Street Fighter yeah. and when you have that with a short budget and a crappy crew right it's not going to turn out well and I just don't think it worked that well yeah. um, but I, I think Mortal Kombat is definitely one of the truest to that and maybe it's because it's already written for them you beat the game and you get the yeah. little like like blurb about what happened to Scorpion after yeah, he won the everyone tournament everyone has their own story but along the same lines with like say Tomb Raider for example both Tomb Raiders I mean those are obviously they have good actors you got Sean Bean you got right. uh, Angelina Jolie and all that you know who else is in that who's in that yes Khaleesi <laughs> no way <laughs> yes, really he's in it he's oh, in, man. I think he's in the second Jorah one Mormont, yeah, Jorah that. is in that no so that's another thing where Tomb Raider is a very vague story. It's Lara Croft, and she's digging for artifacts, you know, right. or whatever. She gets into fights, and she has her guns, and she's hot, whatever. That's another movie where it's like, oh, it's Tomb Raider. We have Lara Croft, but let's just let's just make a movie about raiding tombs. Yeah, let's just let's just get some art. This 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 artifact is what we're going after. It's basically a, like a Indiana Jones type yeah, situation. It's exactly that. But you have so much like you have so much freedom to make a movie like that, like. Take away the Tomb Raider, Lara Croft character, is that movie 
as good if it's just if it's just named, it's just uh, some person doing if, it. If it's uh, Jenny Jenny from the block was was I don't know I can't think straight. <laughs> <laughs> if if Jenny if Jenny was reading the tubes like would it be as good? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I I find I found those movies a little bit boring, but maybe that's just me and the genre. I don't yeah. Know. No, I I see what you're saying. It's less a video game movie. It's more of just like oh we're taking this character and putting them in a situation. Yeah, and I guess Street Fighter is more of a video game movie, but Mortal Kombat is probably more true to the movie the the genre because it's a it's a video game about playing the video game or it's a movie yeah. about kind of playing the tournament yeah right and uh what else uh resident evil resident is evil one that, yes yes i don't know I'm, i have mixed feelings on that one yeah resident evil they they stick to the, the the source material pretty pretty decently in those movies but the fact that that's so successful is because it's a horror movie and horror the horror genre people will go see horror movies like and even like admittedly bad horror movies just people if you if you're a fan of horror, you watch all horror, good horror, bad horror, bloody horror, uh, shock value horror. It doesn't matter. So those movies will continue to be made and continue to be reasonably liked by by the uh, not not so much the critics but the people. So, but I still feel that the original Resident Evil is inferior to this movie and watchability as well. Yeah, I I remember watching the original Resident Evil in the theater and I thought, okay, this is cool. But, like, I never really was a huge fan of those games, and I'm sure I'm going to get blasted for saying that. Like, I just never... I love them. I never got into them. Yeah. And I watched you guys play them. I remember you and Julio, and I watched Julio play Resident Evil, the one where it was, like, it was in, like, Africa or something. Yeah, it was five. Five. Yeah, I remember watching Xbox play that. Yeah. It looked fun. I mean, it looked like a fun game, but I never got into it the way I got into other games like Metal Gear Solid or, you know, some yeah, of the other right. RPGs like Final yeah. Fantasy and all that. I was a big fan of the games, but after the first Resident Evil uh, movie... I think it, it did take a like a serious nosedive because it became an action horror movie, yeah. and it's just like you exactly like what you said. It's just yeah, there's some characters in here, but I don't know. It's not really true to the story. Yeah, but but the, the you know if if they, if they threw you bowl in there to direct some of these movies, <laughs> tell me about you bowl. <laughs> tell me about you bowl. So hopefully you guys know about you bowl. If you don't know about you bowl, you bowl is the definitive guy, the quintessential guy you want to direct your crappy video game movie. So he's got what does he have? House, of the, House of the Dead. He's got Blood Rain. He's got uh, Postal. Postal. Yeah. He's got A Load of the Dark. And uh, I think he did a couple sequels to, to Blood yeah. Rain too. And this guy, I don't even know how to describe it. He's like universally renowned for making crappy movies. Like the worst. Yeah. And it's like he he may be in on the joke, but he may not be. It's like they're they're like absurdly bad. Like if you ever watch House of the Dead, which was a fun arcade like rail shooter. Mm-hmm. If you watch that movie, he, like they actually like input a first person yeah. scene, video game scene into the movie, which Doom copied, yes. but it worked better in Doom. Yeah, it's it was so like and U Bowl, he's so cocky. Yeah, if you, if you go look this guy up, like he challenges critics to fights, like boxing matches, and he claims that what he's doing is like, like, I don't know, important cinema. Yeah. Like, he really thinks that he's doing the world a favor by making movies. But I don't know if... Is he in on the joke? Like, I don't know. That's the question. We don't know if he's in on it or not. The other thing that I saw about him was that he blamed the video game companies for basically selling off the rights to something and then ignoring it. Like, uh-huh. isn't that what you want as a filmmaker? Like, you yeah. don't want the video game company to tell you how to make the movie. Right. You it's free really his fault. Yeah. It's his fault for not being able to make it right. Right. So, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, well, if you think about it, maybe he's right. Like, we talked about Street Fighter. Yeah. If Street Fighter cared about how good the movie was. So, you're saying Capcom come in there and be like, no, do it this way? Yeah, maybe it would have been better off. I don't know. Yeah, but they're like, they're probably like, we make video games, we don't make movies. Here's the, a perfect example. This movie right here, Mortal Kombat, Boone and Tobias, the, the makers for Midway, yeah. they were involved in this movie. They were involved in, they wanted to make sure this movie wasn't a piece of crap. The yeah. first one, anyway. And there, and there you go. They cared, therefore this movie was made with a little bit more care. You know, the opposite of that, not a video game movie, but Spawn. Oh, <laughs> Todd yeah. McFarlane was, like, super involved in that. And, and I actually really liked Spawn, like, back in the day. I had high yeah. hopes for that movie. The movie sucked. It was so bad. Like, I try to watch that now. That's a hard it's movie horrible. to watch. Yeah. Anyway, there's a couple others here that, that we wrote down. Um, Need for Speed. That's not really a video game That was movie. a fun movie, though. I didn't see it. It has nothing to do with video game. I didn't see it. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers. I... That movie's pretty bad, but I feel I'd, like I'd I like, like to like watch it. that again. I haven't yeah. seen that probably since the '90s. We should do that one for a yeah. future episode. And uh, Double Dragon with Scott Wolf—that's unwatchable. That's really that bad. is unwatchable. We I think we watched that on Netflix yeah. like, a couple years ago. 
That's a bad. Yeah, we had, movie. we shut it off. Couldn't finish it. Oh man, yeah. it's so bad. And not to be last but not least, the the best role that Chris Klein ever took in his life. Oh yeah, the Street Fighter, where they started to try to make individual movies about characters. The Legend of Chung Lee. Yeah, he was so bad in that movie. You need to go and look it up on YouTube. Just just type in Chris Klein highlights from Legend of Chung Lee. Yeah, it's like laughable. Was like, he like really like super cocky? Yeah, he's yeah. a cop. And, and like he does like the one-liners, it's, it's just really absurd. It's really bad. See, really bad. Uh, real quick, you, you talk about like they, they quit making the one-off movies because the first one was so bad. I would love to see a Mortal Kombat version of that. Like, like each give character, me, give me a Kano movie. movie. Kano is a really interesting character. Yeah, I would love to see a movie about him being a supervillain. Or give me give me a movie with Sub Zero and Scorpion telling their past because they have a very tremendous past based on the yeah. video game lore. Remember they tried to do that with the one video game like. Uh, was it Mortal Kombat Legacy or what the heck was it called? Uh, Origins or something? Origins. They had the Sub Zero game. They had the Sub Zero game. It just wasn't good. It was okay. It was like a side scroller. It was so hard. I could like I rented it from Lego for a dollar at the supermarket, <laughs> and like I kept it for a couple days, or I couldn't get past level two, and I was like, screw this. Did you ever get a game where you really like you just want it to be good, yeah. and it's it's so bad, <laughs> but you know you're a, you're a kid, right? So you spent sixty dollars, yep. like oh man, I'm gonna save up for like an entire month so you could get a game to bring it back to a character. When I got my PlayStation One, I had the Spawn game. It was so bad. Oh man! Like I, there was supposed to be, to be a move where you could yeah. rip the guy's arm off and use it against him. Yeah, you couldn't do it. It didn't work in the game. It was like the buggiest piece of crap ever. Yeah. And there's games like that, like the Mortal Kombat one, where you just have high hopes and you want it to be good, and you you play it till it's good. It's like, oh man, Sub Zero's own story. He's got shit, the fireball, the it, ice ball. It just no, doesn't it just work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. But having said that, you know the different individual characters. That's a good segue, segue for us. Good job, Badway. So That's we can get into um, some of the different characters in the movie. And I think this will be a good way to kind of get us towards the the end and talk about some of the fights before we wrap the show up. Yes. So first, but not the best. Far from the best. First but least? First Would but you least. Say? First but least? Lord Raiden. Played terribly by Christopher Lambert. I'm, I couldn't get past... A.K.A. the Highlander. How bad... I felt he was. Now, I've yeah. never seen Highlander. Again, I'm going to get blasted for that. I've never seen Christopher Lambert in anything else. So I didn't know, did this guy just get paid a lot of money and mail it in? Yeah. And just, you know, he's going to be it? Watching YouTube clips of Christopher Lambert, no, yeah. that's exactly how that's he talks. That's how he acts. That's how he talks. That's who he is. And uh, the oral history I was talking about earlier, they were like super pumped to have Christopher Lambert. Like he was their legitimate guy. He legitimized the movie to them. And Lambert, as you said, mailing it in? No. He was loving this movie, and he actually he, he he was pulling double duty because he had to film another movie at the same, at the same time. time. Yeah, so like he was bummed because he like he had to like do some of his scenes like away from everyone else. But and he like flew back on his own dime to a couple a couple shoots to come back to Mortal to come Kombat. back. Yeah, for the Mortal Kombat because he was so into it. He was really- so he's just that bad. I mean, he was. I could tell he was into it. Yeah, but I just thought like he was so bad. I don't know. I, I just couldn't. And listen, we're all about finding silver linings. Yes, but I just couldn't get past how bad he you is. Can't, you can't. Sometimes you can't. You can't pretty up a, a sticky uh, acting situation. I'm going to tell you how you can fix this movie, yeah. and I'm going to do an exercise with you throughout this. It's been all a right. while since we've done it. All right, it's been a while. Let's do it. But I'm ready for a recast. Let's do a recast. I'm ready for a recast. Recast of all of these characters here. So I'm going to tell you instantly how you can improve this movie. Back yes. in '95, somebody with the same hair, not white. But dark colored, whispers a hell of a lot. Whispers. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Give me Steven Seagal. I love it. As Lord Raiden. Yes. And you instantly up the credibility of this movie. Because you know he whispers like this. You gotta and, save the earth. And they had they had Raiden be like jokey and kind of sarcastic, which kind of threw me off a little bit because I didn't expect that from the character. And originally when I first watched it, when I was a kid too. I'm like. Raiden seemed like a serious guy. I'm kind of surprised that he's kind of jokey. Yeah, he's like the god of thunder. Yeah. And Seagal jokes the same way in his movies. Like he'll he'll tough talk you and like in a jokey way. Nobody beats me in the kitchen. Yeah, right, exactly. So it would be it's a perfect I, I love it. It's the perfect um and, and the time timing kind of fits. It's just that in ninety five he was still big. So he would he's too serious for that role. Like he would he would he would look his nose down at the look look down at the look Look down on it. Look down. (laughs) Turn his nose up and look down on the roll. (laughs) Thank you. I don't know. I think he would be good at it. Like, I don't know what he He was doing in 95. Of course he would have. Was he doing, like, the Glimmer Man? 
I think he was he was winding down his yeah. hot streak. He was about 95. to be yeah. straight to V. Like it was like almost uh, Exit Wounds territory. Yeah, which is like probably his last. Good, Exit Wounds was good in like movie. the early two thousands, I think. Right? Like, I don't know. Was it? Because I, I saw it when I was working at the place that I cannot name. Uh, um, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure we saw that, it that at very the, at royal the theater. movie theater. Yeah, it was okay. really royal. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I just think Seagal would have been great in this and. I kind of listed someone else as a joke because I thought it would just be funny to watch. Yeah. But imagine Nicolas Cage as Lord Raiden. Like, he, he would probably act as outlandish as He would go into it. He would, he would put his all into it. That's that's what you get from Nick Cage, though. Do you have anybody that you might cast? I mean, I, I don't know if you've thought about Raiden in a recast. I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. No, I didn't, but I, I, just, I think it's over with Seagal because even, like, the timeline fits. Like, if this movie were made, like, a year later in 96... When Seagal realized that I'm not getting any work and I have to mid- start making these directed movie, directed yeah. DVD type stuff, Seagal fits. It's the, it's the guy. That's the guy. He, he would have saved this movie a lot. So yeah. moving on to to my favorite friend, Lewis Kang. Lewis Kang. I see that you spelled in our notes here the the Americanized <laughs> Lou, Lou version. L O U. I just want you to let him be. Lou let, Kang. Let him be his himself. The Dockers khaki wearing. He was wearing high kicking, <laughs> pleated pants, man. He was wearing Dockers, yes. and I love the one part too. He had like the oversized leather jacket when yeah. he was carrying the uh, the bag. It was so nineties, so nineties. Yeah. Hey, it's it's better than better than tight jeans, I guess, right? I'd rather wear the the, the loose fitting Dockers than the wet tight jeans. Yeah, right. To fight, so. I mean, it's it's not like in Roadhouse where yeah. it's like he gets thrown away. If he has the Dockers and they get wet, yeah. there's some give. Unless yeah. they become too heavy because they're so big that he can't do the like the flying. But kicks. the Dockers are easier to rip too. You just start to rip them yeah. off. Like if you're strong enough, he's jacked. He'll do like the cutaways. Yeah. He like, just you just rip them off. Like Magic Mike. Yeah, right. Magic Lou. Yeah. But do you think it would be easier or harder to do a bicycle kick in wet jeans? Or wet dockers with pleats. <laughs> oh, it's definitely harder with the jeans. And the thing I liked about the bicycle kick in, in this movie is that he charged himself up. So in the video game, to do the bicycle kick, you have to hold it low kick for five seconds and then release it. So it's kind of like you have to strategically do it to like to catch your opponent off guard. Otherwise, it's easy to block. He actually, you can see him like him. He's like shaking and stammering. Like he's kind of like charging his body up. And then he does a bicycle kick. It was so awesome. It was like, it was how they could incorporate the button presses into yeah. this movie to do the special moves. It's like, that was the perfect example of it. What did you think of Robin Shaw's performance here? It was good. He was, I remember there was a story that he was nervous um, to do this role. It was his first big role. And like, he was so, he, he was well-respected in the martial arts community. So he, I knew, he knew he could do it. He was afraid yeah. about the acting part of it. And I think he did a pretty good job. Like he had good moves. Yeah, he had good moves. The acting didn't matter too much. Like he, every once in a while, like he'd have to make like a reactionary shake my head at Johnny Cage. Like that's basically what his yeah. acting boiled down to, and um, kind of like a regret for wishing he could save his brother, but he can't. Those two types of things he did well, and it was enough. And obviously, the fighting was great. Is Lou your go-to character when you actually play the video game? He's the guy you go to. He's if kind you of like if you want to beat the game, yeah, you, you play Luke Kang. He's Ryu. He, he has the glitch bitch moves to beat Goro and and Shang Tsung and Shao Kahn and all them. But if you're playing a friend, I would go. I would lead heavily away from Luke. Away from Luke. Yes, he can beat the computer. He, it's harder to beat a human with Luke. Yeah, you know. And speaking of glitch bitching, this is just a little aside. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, I was uh, at the at the beach one year, and you know, the, like back in the days of arcades. Yes. I remember playing Mortal Kombat three with a friend of mine, and we were there with a friend of his. And I remember being there, and I was not playing at this time, and it was Mortal Kombat 3, so the guy was playing as Cabal, yeah. and he was basically just glitch-bitching the run. Like, he was doing the run. Oh, it's and so easy. You know how yeah. he had, like, the uppercut with that, like, blade thing, too? Yeah, it too? was like a, like, a, like, a, like a hook almost. He was yeah. doing it over and over and over and over. Yeah. And, like, I'm not even saying over enough times. Yeah. <laughs> and he did it to the point where they got into a fist fight in the arcade yeah. because he was glitch-bitching him so much because he did it on round one. And he was like, yes. "Dude, cut it out! Stop that! I, I got no chance. You're not. You're not. You hit me with a barrage right now." Is yeah. what he was saying. And he's like, "Dude, cut that out!" And it was like we were young, so it wasn't like you know you better step off. Yeah. But I didn't think that it would you know devolve into fisticuffs in right. the arcade. But he's sitting there, and then he did it again round two, uh-huh. and it was all off. Like uh-huh. in the middle of the fight, the kid drops the sticks, and yeah. he just starts punching. There's a real my fight friend. going on. In it Mortal was a Kombat. real fight in Mortal yeah. Kombat, not to save the universe, yes, but a real fight over a 25 cent video game. Yes, you gotta respect the game. Don't don't be that guy. So, what? Who would you recast if you decided to recast Robin Shao for this? 
Can you think of anybody? You, you know the obvious answer. Yeah. Come I mean, on. it's Let, obvious. Let's not walk down that line. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious. Yeah. My answer is, and this is very much in the time frame, Ernie Reyes Jr. Surf Ninjas himself. Surf Ninja himself. Mr. Tur- Turtles 2. Mr. Posse Sweet moves. Kind of looks like Liu Kang a little bit. Maybe yeah. being racist, I don't know. He had the good Wataz. Yes, he had the Wataz. You need a Wata to, to, to be yeah. Liu Kang. That's my guy. Not a, not a name, but this movie didn't have the budget for names. Yeah. Obviously, if Christopher Lambert's their biggest guy. I'm, go, I'm going Ernie Reyes. I mean, I'm going to go obvious and say Jackie Chan because he was awesome in the 90s and he had all the great I movies. Know. I know. He was good. But I, I feel like he might have been too old at that time. He's too old and too expensive. And he's Luke too, Hague's a young guy. He's shorter, too. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have... Like, what if they made the movie with the guys that did the mocap? Like, the yeah. actual guys. Like, they yes. couldn't because it was one guy that did everybody, basically. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, anyway. So, moving on to Shang Tsung. The guy who wore the jacket of... My dreams. I Uh want that jacket. Where do you get that? It's where you go to the mall and you go to the the store where all the like the white guys buy Japanese like like things. You get the swords, you get the incense, you get the little uh, you know the balls that you you uh that have like the the soothing stress balls. Yeah, the stress balls that has the yin and the yang on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That store. That's where he got that store. It had some inscriptions of like a dragon on the back. I I was I was in a it was in a drug dealer's house one time. (laughs) Way back in the day. It was just weed. (laughs) Back in my past. Yes. Yes, and um, this guy's house was full of just Asian gear, as you would totally expect. And it's like, yeah, you're right. This jacket is exactly what he would have had on there. I don't remember if there was one there or not, but I'm sure there was. was I, didn't go, like, I didn't go fully in. Was he Timmy Oliphant, the, the sushi chef from Spooky Sushi? <laughs> from from uh, from the League? Hi. <laughs> was he like him? From Omaha. Omaha. Nebraska. So what would you think of, um, I can't even pronounce the guy's name, and I, I feel bad for saying it, but Johnny Tsunami's uncle, or Ken grandfather. W- Ken Watanabe. No, that's who, you, that's who I want to recast him as. Oh. Ken Watanabe. Because I think that that's, that's probably the best recast. Yes. I think for him. But I couldn't think of anybody else because I thought he did such a good job of being over the top. He was great. He was the best actor in the movie, really. I mean, yes, it was overly dramatic, but he's just... It's a very ridiculous plot. He was plot. good. So he's just using what he was given. And he was really good. He made me believe that the souls were being sucked. I think he was probably the best performance in this in this film. Yeah. Like, overall. What's the best part about him, though? The facial expressions. Oh, he was like a cartoon character. Yes. How good he was he with it. He could contort his face like Jim Carrey. Like, with the best of them. Johnny Cage. I don't know about Johnny Cage. The guy who played him. He's wearing, yes. you know, the business casual. The biz- business cash fighter. He's yep. got, he went, instead of Docker's khakis, he was going like Docker's, like the black pants with a teal shirt tucked in, like the yeah. puffy, like silk shirt. I don't know. I don't know about Johnny Cage. He's, he didn't he's really the comic relief of the movie. You know, he's the wisecracking kind of guy, but he had legit skill, obviously. I didn't like that he beat Goro, and he beat him so easily. It was like handed, handily victory. Yes, like he outsmarted Goro, and yeah, you're supposed, you can't beat Goro unless you outsmart him, yeah. obviously. But it was like it was so easy. Like it, it kind of felt cheap. I didn't really like him. I don't know. I, if I recasted him, I would. There's one obvious answer here, um, and I and I think you know it would have never been possible. But I think they kind of based the character on JCVD, uh-huh. didn't they? Like yeah. in real life in the video yeah. game, because people did give JCVD respect, you know, for his martial arts. Yeah, and he was really good. And it's kind of thing like he kind of probably had a chip on his shoulder throughout his career. I mean, the whole special move of doing the split and the dick punch, yeah, like that the split. is that's yeah. straight up John Club and right. him. And he obviously couldn't have done it at this time because he was doing a bunch of other stuff, and then he was going to do Street Fighter. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he was battling like drug problem at the can't time. Can you do too. Street Fighter and jump straight to Mortal Kombat? Is that like is that an unwritten rule? You can't do that. I, I don't know. It's kind of like you got to pick a side there. You know, yeah. this is like such a such a battle between the yeah. two. Um, another kind of major character. That I I, w- I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on it. Sonya Blade. Yeah. I just didn't really think that they used her very well. You know, not to quote Ben Kachera here. Yes. But there was a very a very interesting subplot of like let's take her and, and tie her up and make the guy save her. Yeah. And put put her in a put her in like a skimpy dress. Like a Tarzan. Suit. Yeah. They put her in a Tarzan suit basically. Yeah. Not, and she's like, oh, my friends will come. I promise. Like she was tough the whole movie. And all of a sudden now she needs saving. I thought she was all right. I mean, the actress was pretty good. I can't really think... It's the think girlfriend of... from Billy Madison. Yeah. Come on. It's right. Veronica Vaughn. And it's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter from... Yes. Last Action Last Hero. Last Action Hero. And uh, well, what else was she in? She was in... Uh... I know she last summer. She was in... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. I think, yeah. She, I think she died early, actually. Um, 
Recaster. I don't know who would you interesting pick? story about the recast because we what we know is that Cameron Diaz was supposed to be this woman. Really? Yes. Gabriel Diaz was supposed to be Sonya Blade, but she got the mask instead. Would this have hurt or helped her career? Gabriel Diaz? Yeah. It would have hurt it. Because she, the mask kind of set her yeah, off. Yeah, because she had a great career, and if you take the mask away, it's like, not that the Mortal Kombat movie was bad, but it's different. Yeah. And I, it's like a different, it's, it's like a, put an alternate timeline, put it put it in another dimension. Um, this move, this Taking that movie would set, another, set off a chain of events that would lead her to a different area. I don't think it would have led her to like an Oscar winning area, like, but yeah. it's just a different path. It's a different you know? path. That instead of um, instead of Charlie's Angels, maybe she's doing like another crappy TV movie, and it's not as popular, right? Right. And she doesn't get lifted off to the stratosphere. There's a couple obvious names I think for a recast, like back in the '90s, Angelina Jolie. I feel like yes. she could have done it. I mean, she didn't have blonde hair; they could have given her a wig, dyed it a little bit. I think she could have been all right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't really have anybody else that I could that I could put in there. I got Hillary Swank. Yeah, just because like she's tough. You know, she could she could pull it off. I felt at at, at the time she was she was uh, kind of like a, a thing at the time. What about too. Linda Hamilton? Linda Hamilton. She actually would fit pretty good. I she's think. a little too old though. Yeah, because Sonya Sony Blade's supposed to be like in her twenties. Yeah, guess. Like young cop. Yeah, Linda Hamilton's got the the tough mob thing going on. There's a couple other characters that that I just want to touch on really quick, but the the one that I, I think is perfect for a recast was Kano. Kano. And I've got the perfect actor for you. Yeah. Now, he was dancing shirtless in some music video recently, <laughs> all greased up. But uh, I, I would go with Jason Statham. Yeah. He's got an accent. It's perfect. He kind of looks like him. He's balding. What did I say? What did I say? Let, let's, let's get a one-off movie about Kato. You throw Jason Statham in there. Yeah. You got yourself a blockbuster hit. I'm I think he you. would be awesome. He, this this guy, he's like he's got, he's got classic villain written all over him. He just needs more room to grow. Right, like I liked him in this movie. I thought even though the actor did a pretty good job, he like he's playing a scumbag. I like the scene where he's eating the chicken and he's being disgusting and all that, and he's got the turkey leg. I, he needs more screen time. Yeah, he does. I need more Kato in my life. So we can touch on this in, as we get into the fights. There's a couple of characters that I just felt they were wasted. Yeah, and you know, going into some of our favorite fights here. I mean, we talked a little bit about the Goro fight. Thought yeah. it was thought it was kind of lame. Yeah. Um. But how about the Sub Zero fight and the character of Sub Zero? Did you think he was wasted? I, I yeah. did. Sub Zero and Scorpion—they're like the the faces of Mortal Kombat, if you will. Like I know Luke Hang's like the main character, and obviously you can't have a story about Sub Zero and Scorpion in this type of movie where it's got to be good versus evil, right? But they're very interesting characters, and they were basically relegated to just basically like sub bosses. They're basically goons, and they were just pretty much glorified lackeys. And I feel like their history in this in this franchise is so much bigger than that, and that they kind of just like brushed them off to the side. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, we talked about the Sub Zero fight where it was just it was like a jobber fight. Yeah. You said, and you know they barely used it. They showed off his ice move, and basically he, he yeah. shattered the one guy, and that was it. Yeah. The, the Scorpion fight, I think, was probably one of my favorite fights of the whole movie. Oh, it was great. I like the the, the, the scenery of it, too. Like, yeah. the, the mixing of the of the worlds. Like, they went from the uh, the forest, which was beautifully shot. Yeah. Where the his uh, spear was coming at Johnny Cage and all that. And then, like, I don't know how they got there. I forget. But, like, they, they kind of, like, went down to hell. Yeah, they went into yeah, hell. They finished really in weird. hell. And it was, like, it was really well done. Like, the, the fighting was really good. And a lot of great music during the fights. Like, it really led into the fights. And I love the signature, like, fatality, Johnny Cage at the end, where, like, he uh, he gave the autograph. He gave the autograph. He, the after he beat him, he gave the autograph. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of a lot of times where they even said in this movie, like, flawless victory, finish him, yeah. you know, fight, all the all the different video game sounds, which, which is a little bit cheesy. Um, but I thought the reptile fight was pretty awesome. And that's the fight where you oh, said yeah. that Lou actually broke his ribs. Yes. Which so, is pretty crazy. Yeah, the character who was, who was admittedly self-conscious going into the movie because yeah. he's never been in a major action movie before. He actually, I think one of the first fights was that reptile Liu Kang fight in, in the Outworld. And he was thrown against a pillar or something, and you could see it pretty clearly. He actually broke a couple ribs during that throw early on when they were, like, going through the moves for the fight. Like, like he was telling the reptile actor, like, let's go, let's really get into this. Give it to me. Like, let's let's do this. Basically. <laughs> he's all jacked up Yeah, for he's it. ready to go. So, like, they were really doing it, and he threw him into the pillar, and he broke his ribs. And the guy was worried that he... Like, if he told them that his ribs are broken, they would have taken him off the movie. Because it was early on, they could have done it. They could have replaced him with somebody else, Luke Kang. So, he, like, he went through the rest of the fight, and then with the broken ribs, 
and it was great, and everybody loved it. And then he told the doctors that oh, my ribs are broken, and they're like, "How yeah. the hell did you do that? Yeah. With broken ribs, right?" And he like he was saying that how he told Reptile, the actor, in the middle of the fight, "Hey man, my right side, I'm all screwed up. Don't please don't hit me on right side. So let's let's go left." So like they they worked with it during the fight. It was just the secret between the both of them. Hit my left side, don't hit my right. My right side's broken. He's a regular old Tony Romo, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he's a tough guy. He's fighting for the injuries. He's got a punctured lung. I like he's, it. He's fighting through it. I so like should have given him the flak jacket. Yeah. He needs the flak jacket. Uh, I thought that fight was pretty awesome. By the way, um, we'll have to link that oral history. There's a lot of great information. Oh, it's yeah. really long, and it's full of information about how this movie was made. It's really good. Oh, definitely a good read. Yeah. But the, how about the final fight? And uh, we could kind of wrap it up with this, but the final fight between... Shang Tsung, yes, also known as Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung, depending you know, on what part of the world, whatever you're from. part of the world you're from, or the outworld. Um, <laughs> Shang Tsung and Liu, when Luke. they're doing this fight, they're in this like pretty awesome tower. But the CG was pretty bad. But they yeah. got to the room; it was pretty sweet. It had the logo yeah, on the it was ground, a nice with, like, room, yeah. the gold foil, so good. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, and uh, they they started this fight. I thought that fight was actually pretty good too. It's a great fight. Well, I didn't like the cheapness of like he made him bleed his own blood, Liu Kang. So Shang Tsung was like, oh yeah? Then he like rose up like fallen like souls that he stole. Yeah. Uh, so he, there was like a mid fight of like all these jobbers that basically, here, let's get him tired. So you had the guy that like was doing like the moves. <laughs> yeah, like he, basically all he did was yell and like prove that he could twirl his weapons really well. Sword. Yeah. So and then he just like he could punch in the face and he's dead. So like, I didn't like that part of it. I thought that was cheap. You didn't have to go that route. I'd like to be in the in like casting room when they're like, all right. Dude, here's like a a bushido. Like, yeah. show us what you got. Yeah, and it makes you, you got to smile too. Like, like the guy was like, he looked like he was having a great time. So I feel good that he got part of the movie. But. I also thought it was funny that Shao or not Shao Kahn, Shang Tsung, like totally morphed into his brother in yes. front of him. Yeah, and he totally fell for it. He's like, Chen. Yeah, is that you? So yeah, when Shang Tsung was desperate, he pulled the I'm gonna morph into your brother and try to sucker you into feeling bad and then I'm going to punch you in the face and put you in the pit. Was that like a back-back low kick block? Yes. Like, how did he turn into his brother? Like, did he do the... Or is it like a down-forward low punch? Oh, it's 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 definitely a half-circle and, and a low punch, high punch together, combined. Like, and then hold block for five seconds yes. and then hit low kick, high kick? Block up, up. It's like, I don't know how he turned into him. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he had the manual with him so that he knew right. what the code was to turn into him. And, that, that, and that's the thing. I, I, I was We were spitballing this earlier, not to go off topic, but like, for example, Sub-Zero's Ice Ball, like the, the move is down forward high punch, right? Or down forward low punch. Down forward low punch, low punch. I think. Yeah. So when you're Sub-Zero and you're doing that move, do you have to like duck down real quick and then step forward and like... You know the move where you put your hands together? Yeah. And, and it's a quarter of like, you're, you're like summoning the ball? The Hadouken? Yeah. So when you're pushing forward, is that the equivalent of the low punch? Yeah, you're like, you're pushing so, it out of So you. like to do it, to, like for Sub-Zero to throw a fireball, an ice ball, he has to duck down, step forward, and then push out. Otherwise, <laughs> it doesn't work. And if he doesn't do it correctly, like, is it like a dud? Because, you, know? <laughs> you know, you mess the move up, it doesn't yeah. work, and then you get kicked in the face. It's like, that's the same thing. So long story I short, I digress. he wins this fight by... Basically summoning the fireball, but it wasn't really. It was like a punch fireball Hadouken. Yeah, the punch was so powerful that it engulfed in place. Yeah, yeah. which he promptly said at the end, flawless victory. Yes. Now, it was not a flawless victory. You can trash talk a guy all you want when he's laying in spikes. Yeah, but, but I mean, he said flawless victory, and he did not have a full energy meter. Right. Like, uh, round two, though. If it was round it two, maybe, round two. I don't know how many seconds were left. Maybe it was 98. Yeah. Maybe he did it fast enough that it was round two. He didn't have to go to a round three. Yeah. But he definitely did not have a flawless victory, I, in my opinion. I think, well, yeah, maybe after he turned into his brother, maybe he didn't take a hit since then, and that was a flawless victory. So you get to the end of the movie, he wins the fight, everybody's happy, they save the world, and they go back to their Temple of Light, yes. and who comes out of the sky? Shao Kahn, with the guy who plays Dr. Claw from, from freaking <laughs> Inspector Gadget, the voice. Yeah. It's like the worst voice it ever. It was pretty, pretty terrible. Now I wonder if it, it that looked, was... it looked like a Power Rangers character. Yeah, honestly, was that a last minute thing? Like, hey, we like it tested well in the audiences, and they're like, "Yo, we're definitely gonna make a sequel. Yeah, Let's put it absolutely. in there." Absolutely. Yeah, we got to tease a sequel. Like, it's was happening. that was that planned in the script? Or I was bet it, a it was. Thing? I bet it was. I bet it was a tack on. Like, oh, let's film this scene yeah. of them, like, yeah. getting there, and then he says, oh. Yeah. And, and a terrible idea. And they're ready to fight. Yeah. The, the next movie doesn't even pick up there. No. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. But I guess they're setting people up. Yeah. So one last thing before we kind of call it quits here and, and, and move on. Um, 
I want to ask you kind of a, a hypothetical scenario. Let's say the real world was under attack. Yes. By Shao Kahn or whoever. And you've got to pick one person. Oh. You're, you're Raiden. Oh, I'm and Raiden. And you got to send one person. I'll give you two, okay? One real person from the real world here. Okay. And one fake person from the universe fictional, of fictional, fictional universe. Yeah. So it could be movies, okay. comics, whatever you want to do. Give me your real person. Tell me why you think they would win. And then give me your All fake right. person. Tell me why you think so, they'd okay, win. So, okay, let's do one each. My, uh, my, my fake person? Yeah. I'll go with Rocky Balboa. Now, why do you think he would win? Because he can obviously he can topple giants, and he the fact that he won't quit, like he'll go brain dead before he quits. <laughs> He's proven that. Can I go? Can I go Rocky from Rocky? Two? Yes, you can pick any Rocky that you want. No, Rocky from Rocky Four, because he's yeah. on steroids, and he's not yet brain damaged, and he took a lot of shots from, from Ivan Drago to uh, to become brain damaged at, at five. So I feel like he would go in there, and he would just not stop. Like, he doesn't block. He doesn't care. Like, in Mortal Kombat, if you, if you don't block, you're dead. Yeah, it's much, over. In the video game. So... He will. He doesn't block, but like his energy meter. If you hit him with an uppercut, I bet his energy meter goes down like like just a tiny sliver. Because he's got, he can take hits. Because he can take the hits. He's he's got the jaw for days, and he doesn't care about his future. He's got a wife and kid at home. He doesn't care. <laughs> that's. I guess that's like having you know nothing in the world. Like he's gonna be. He is gonna be good. It's like having a crackhead that can also throw great punches. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so who's your real person? My real person. I'm gonna have to go John Cena. John, you're going John Cena? I'm going John Cena from WWE. But, like, is it original John Cena when he was, like, kind of, like, hip-hop no John way, Cena? No way, no. Current John Cena. Yeah, like, wearing the no, clock. No, like, 2007 John Cena. Yeah. Because he doesn't lose. No matter what. It doesn't matter who he's fighting. doesn't matter if there's five on one. He doesn't lose. But he has the power of the script behind him. Like, yeah, he's winning because no, of the script. He's got, the, like, the you can't see me knuckle shuffle. He's got the attitude adjustment. Like, he's got it all. He doesn't <laughs> lose. He doesn't know how to lose. So how's he going to lose if you don't know how to lose? Oh, man. I was thinking Bret Hart, because the best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. Yeah. You know, the excellence of execution. <laughs> but he lost. John Cena never loses. Yeah. So how could you not, like, he would just not lose. He's 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 basically the human equivalent of Superman. He's, yeah, I guess he kind of is in the wrestling world. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, the scripts, I know. But it's real to me, damn it. I think, like, if, if the chips were on the line... He like he knows he doesn't know how to lose, so yeah. he can't lose. Yeah. Who do you got? I'm gonna give you my real person first. All right. And he goes by the name of Mr. Freelancer. He's freelancing out there, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Indomitian Sue, because he's a big dude. He's gonna step on your face. Yeah. He'll step on your helmet, and he'll pretend he's not doing it. Right. He just DGAF. But and he's going to get in there, and he's going to knock people around, Yes, and he won't care. Counterpoint, what if you pay him first? I'll pay him off? If you pay him first, if you give him the money before oh. he goes, then he won't care. No, you got to... Listen, if you're sending Sue in there, you got to say, look, this is a performance-based contract. Yes. You need 10 sacks. You need 100 tackles. You need a rake, rake of the eye. You, you need, need to do this. Yeah. I want you to snap this guy's neck. I want you to do that. I want you to step <laughs> on his face with cleats. And then he's going to perform. You know what's funny? I saw I saw like an interview with him. They were talking about him. Like he's like one of the most charitable NFL people in the league. Like he's a very nice guy. Do you think it's an act? It's just I don't know. I think when he steps in the field, it's like he's a this warrior. fight. This fight has to take place on a football field. Yeah, for it for this to work. <laughs> they need, but you might just have something here. They need the match. Yeah. Like you know how you can change the like the stage. Yeah. Like it's gotta. We gotta make sure that the final fight is yeah. on the football. It looks stage. like a football stage. And yeah. you gotta like uppercut yeah. them through the subway yes. into the football stage. No, you uppercut him and he like drops down and also like that's the locker room. Yeah, he's in the locker room the and locker then room he can then. really like knock him out. Yeah, right. And I got one fake one for you too before we sign off. All right, what do you got? Um, I really like, I mean, everybody that listens to the show knows I'm a huge fan of Metal Gear Solid and it yes. took everything in my power not to pick Snake. to be a homer? A I'm a, snake. I was going to pick, I was going to be a homer and pick Big Boss and say that he would win. Yeah. But instead of that, I'm going trump card. Yes. There's no way that this person can lose yeah. because he's literally a machine uh-huh. and he will fight until he dies. <laughs> I'm going the Terminator. You're going Terminator. From Terminator 2. See, here's I have a question. I have a rule. I have a rule check. Can you bring a robot to save the human race? Yes. Is that allowable? Yes, because he was a good robot. Like well, It's I like guess, John Connor. Yeah. He sent like, he's like, you know, I, I send a tribute. Like, this is yes. my guy. I'm well, sending I, yeah, him. Yeah, I guess in the Terminator world, 
John Connor sent a robot back to save himself. Right. So and that's a robot to do it to save the human race. It's the same thing. So I I I allow it. I allow it. I'm sending the Terminator yeah. from Terminator Two. Terminator Two, Arnold Terminator. Unbeatable. Yes. But what if you like freeze him? Shit. What if what if he fights <laughs> Sub Zero and then he freezes him and then they like take him apart? Shit. Then what? Are we screwed? <laughs> you got me. Are we screwed? Yeah, like, or the battery dies or something. The battery like... won't die. The battery has a half-life of 10,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, I think you're right. The only... So, listen, we just got to make sure that Sub-Zero is, like, out of it first. All right, you got to take Sub-Zero out first with John Cena, and then you bring in Terminator. Yeah, okay, we got to bring him in. Yeah. But the Terminator is definitely my pick yeah. to send in to... It's a to... good pick. I, I can't argue with it, other than the dismantling of him. You just can't have him frozen. That's the only way. So one last question before you, before we sign off. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this as we were watching this movie and as I was thinking about people glitch bitching and Mortal Kombat and all that stuff. Yeah. What would be more difficult of a fight? You And, and how fast would you die? Yeah. You you fighting like a professionally ranked Mortal Kombat fighter, like yeah. professional video gamer, if that exists. I in, don't know. If in people... the video game. So I'm, I'm fighting the number one ranked Mortal Kombat fighter. You go into the arcade. Yeah. How, how, actually, this is a better way to frame the question. Yeah. How, which would you last longer in? This yes. is a better way to do it. Which would you last longer in? You fighting the number one ranked video gamer with yes. their character of choice. Yes. I don't know if this exists, like a Twitch player or something. Like the best player of Mortal Kombat in the world. Sure, yeah. Like how long could you last against them versus how long could you last against the real Shang Tsung? Okay. Like if you're in the game, you're no, you're not in the game, you're in the movie world. Yes, I'm fighting Shang Tsung. Like, and you, you're probably going to die in both. Yeah. So let's just put that out there. You're probably uh, going to die in both. But like, you're running away. You know, like how far yeah. could you run? How long right. could you last? Well, here, the, the stage is only so big. Here's the thing. So the, if there's like a timer in, on top of our heads when I'm fighting Shang Tsung right. versus the timer of the game, who like what does the energy bar go down first versus I, I die? Let, let's let's go all the way back to the very first scene of the movie where Luke Kang's brother's fighting Shang Tsung. How long did that fight last? And that guy knows karate. All right? I don't know jack about nothing. But what if you could run away? I'm not faster than Luke Kang's brother. I'm not faster than Shang Tsung. He can catch me. Like, what if he agrees to not use supernatural powers he could, on you? Yeah, he could turn into Raiden and do the teleportation and throw it behind me. Or like the, the uh, torpedo... Yeah, Yeah, you can do that whole thing. Yeah. No. I will last longer in the video game, even though that's an equal beatdown. Yeah. I probably... That guy would probably juggle me on the side of the stage, and I'll be gone in less than 10 seconds. He would do the Kintaro throw seven times in a row, and you'd be dead. I feel like if Shao Kahn... Not Shao Kahn. Shang Tsung just grabbed my neck, it would probably instantly crush. That's how weak I am. Your 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 throat would just be done. Yes, it'd be over. So I'm saying Shang Tsung beats me in eight seconds, and I lose to the Mortal Kombat best player in the world in the video game in about eleven seconds. Eleven. Yeah. (laughs) So we're we're talking about minutes or uh, seconds. We're talking about seconds here. It's not too bad, right? I think I think I think I could last longer against Shang Tsung, the real Shang Tsung, in a fight. But you don't want to last longer. No, because I'm going to die either way, and that's probably a worse death. The first thing he does to you is going to break a bone. That's so true. and then you're just it's just agony. It's gonna be over fourteen yeah. and a half or right. whatever the betting line was. It depends on so. how bad he is at you. If he wants yeah. to make you if he wants to enjoy it, then he might he might drag it on. So maybe I'll maybe I'll go Mortal Kombat video game because he might want to enjoy it. So which one do you think we'd last longer in? Playing the professionally ranked Mortal Kombat player or fighting Shang Song in Outworld? Let us know what you think. Write into us. Hit us up at our website, thelastrowpodcast.com. Find us on Twitter at the last row pod, Facebook.com slash the last row pod. Or send us an email at thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys, and we're looking forward to uh, doing this again in a, next week. Sub-Zero.